Welcome to Fintech Insider Interviews, coming to you from WeWork London. My name is David Breer from 11FS, and I have the absolute pleasure today talking to Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth, thank you very much for, for joining me. You're from MoneyU. Um, tell us a little bit more about MoneyU. So MoneyU is a uh, European online retail bank. Mm-hmm. Um, we are subsidiary of ABNMRO. Mm-hmm. And we have customers in the Netherlands. Our biggest customer base is, in fact, in Germany and also in Belgium and Austria. Wow. So three, three countries sort of straight out the bat. Four. Four yeah. countries straight out the bat. Wow. That's uh, pretty, pretty high ambitions then. So how, how long has MoneyU been uh, operating? So MoneyU was actually founded already in 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was founded by the mortgages uh, part of ABNMRO as an online uh, brand, which was think back of 2001, really, really innovative. Mm-hmm. And in 2008, ABNAMRO decided that, well, MoneyU was such a, a strong label, it should be used for more than only mortgages. And it transferred into what was called at that time a direct writer. Okay. So from then we started adding savings products, loans products, investment products to our portfolio. Mm-hmm. And actually I think now we're at the start of a next round uh, in the fintech scene. So for me, MoneyU has always been this innovative, small company as part of ABNMRO moving at the front of innovation. But the wording around it is dif- different uh, through time. It's pretty impressive though, so from 2001 to, to now, kind of adding all of those different business units, all of those different products. That's pretty, you know, if that was a a, a completely standalone startup, that would be an amazing story, wouldn't it? So it's clearly success has built success and you know allowed you to kind of build out that base. So like you say, are we facing into sort of a new chapter of that now, I guess? Like you say, the, the sort of fintech chapter of, of, of what you're doing with Money You? Yeah, what we're doing now uh, is a big step for us. It's uh, adding actually payment services mm. to uh, our product portfolio and actually to our processes and, and the services to clients. Uh, which gives completely new opportunities to help customers in their customer needs. So that is for us really a new chapter. A little bit more about, I guess, the the sort of origin of this then. So uh, I, I love the idea that ABN AMRO has started up this subsidiary and given it the, the sort of fuel to go and innovate and sort of make these changes happen. Is there a little bit of sort of history there? Well, what you see is that ABN AMRO, well, has always supported us. Uh, and they tend to focus really also on a sound PL, mm. which makes us, I think, a healthy company. Um, and sometimes also uh, pacing us, not going too fast, but really learning and experimenting in a sensible way. And also, also always looking at how to earn money, because mm. I think that also brings sustainability to our future client base. And what you can see now in this new phase is that Eben Amra also um, sees MoneyU as their challenger bank um, in, in, well, the, actually the, the recent uh, developments uh, banks are mm. facing. Mm. So does that sort of lead into, I guess, who you're focusing on from a customer-based perspective? Are you going after a particular type of demographic of customer or is, is your sort of, are you open to all different people of, uh, of, of different types? 
Of course, we are open to the retail uh, uh, clients. Uh, online uh, is what our focus is on, so people that are looking for online mobile solutions. Mm -hmm. We have always uh, uh, focused on the customers that want to be self-supportive, self-determined in their financials mm -hmm. and trying to help them. Yeah. What you see is that in development, we now really focus on the millennials. And that's uh, because we see that the millennials, they help us with their feedback and the input they bring, uh, help us more than other target groups in uh, defining what are the future products, because they're the ones that have never, well, been in a world without internet. So uh, I sometimes say the, the older customers are actually too nice to us because they have too much understanding of processes that are not straight through and not easy for clients. There's definitely a test there, isn't there? If you can remember dial-up, then maybe uh, maybe you're not uh, you're not sort of pushing people hard enough. That, that's that's really interesting, and obviously the markets that you're going in, you know, that you're in, in terms of the the Dutch market, the German market, you know, there's quite active challenger banks being set up in that space as well, isn't there? The N26s, the banks of the world. So it's a, a very competitive landscape that you're clearly succeeding in, which is you know yes. tantamount to how you're yes. doing it, I guess. It's very interesting to see what's, uh, what's happening uh, around us and uh, actually uh, how we look at this is we say, okay, we want to discover mm -hmm. how the banking uh, world uh, is going to look like and uh, the more the merrier. I mean, it's, it's really good that there's a lot of people looking and, and trying to find out. We have at Money a really pioneering mentality. So we'd like to pioneer, to experiment, and to see together with our clients, but also with our partners and others, mm. what, what are the real customer needs, what are the real customer pains that need to be addressed. Well, I, I guess speaking of one of those partners, and uh, maybe the, the, the reason for, for kind of having a, a good chat today is um, you've partnered up with uh, Bankable in the UK. So Eric, uh, thanks for joining us. Tell, tell us a little bit more about Bankable and, and what this partnership actually means for you. So, um, so yeah, it means quite a lot. I mean, we, we, our vision is to create a digital subsidiary for, for, for fintech or existing uh, incumbents. That's what we're doing here. So we are not uh, talking about innovation. We're, we're doing stuff for clients with, uh, in the middle, not a fintech, but uh, an incumbent, a subsidiary of an incumbent. So I think uh, we've been uh, perceived by the market as the friendliest fintech to incumbents. So we keep uh, this reputation uh, with action. So I think it's uh, clearly uh, we see ourselves as an industrial uh, an industrial company serving other industrials, so we're much smaller than uh, Monayu or, or ABM Row, but it doesn't matter. I think we've managed to uh, create, I would say, uh, 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 you know, an organization jointly with, uh, with Monayu to, to, to deliver success. So, uh, again, we need to be two to tango. We've been tangoing, and, it's, and there's no end, actually, because we've started something great. Now there's other countries. There's uh, Germany, there's uh, Belgium, Austria. There's other products, other solutions. Uh, so we are uh, we are like, like a trusted uh, advisor to, to the client with a solution. Yeah, sure, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you talk about the 
the uh, sort of friendliest fintech, then actually, you know, you guys are a really, really good example of actually how uh, you know the threat of fintech is predominantly actually to the suppliers of banks, not the not the uh, the banks themselves. So you know, the work that you're doing and the the capability that you're actually bringing really delivers a a very unique opportunity to for the banks to really accelerate a lot of their thinking and their technology. I really like what you say here because it's uh, the the bank is not the enemy; it's the supplier to banks. They've been uh, organized to uh, to be on capital markets to raise money, do roll-ups. When you buy when you buy a company, usually it's an average company, uh, and you end up, uh, you know, with this average software full of patches, uh, you know, polluting uh, the bank. So we are not fixing that. We are doing a parallel architecture uh, on our own servers, on our own infrastructure, so bank can plug. Uh, plug and play and, and in fact deploy new uh, uh, you know ambitious solution detach from the legacy that's great so what, what does this partnership then bring to your customer base because obviously you know the opportunity here is to bring some really interesting services to, to market what, what is it with this sort of bank of bank as a service solution that uh, really excites you at money you so with uh, Bankable, what we introduce to our client is payment services. Mm. So what the first deliverable is, is uh, actually uh, quite unique and innovative current account, so to say, uh, with virtual wallets. But m- more important for us is, is that this is only the first step because the platform itself enables us to, together with our other partners, including Bankable, of course, to develop more and further actually into unknown territory. Great. Well, the, the virtual pots idea is a, is a great one. You know, there's so many yeah. banks that have real difficulty actually implementing that thing, usually because of kind of 1960s core banking setups that are actually exactly. implemented in their organization. Exactly. So using something like this to actually extract those things and, and deliver that to the customers is a, is a really, really good thing to do. There's so many uh, you know, millennial users, even into areas of financial inclusion that we've spoken to you in the, in the past, that actually just manage day-to-day finances in that way because it's the most simple way to hide some money from yourself in terms of... So that, I, I think, is a great idea to take to market. So we have been seeing this already for years because our savings product also enables that so putting putting your money in different pots it's a way of structuring your money that people like mm. uh, and with the virtual wallets we bring this also to the current accounts um, and what you see is that we have been talking about so many ideas and every time the infrastructure is capable of uh, supporting that so, uh, so yeah, there's so many plans. What we see now, we, we, well, basically what we do a lot is talk to, to well, the millennial target group. Mm. We do one-on-one interviews, hundreds of them. Uh, we discuss with communities. And what, what we see is that the current way the traditional banks offer their banking accounts is, yeah, it's a traditional one. Mm. It hasn't changed much over time. And people have become more fluid as I call it, in their needs. Mm. So be it can be about fluidity between their their uh, private and business life. So it's not that people have fixed jobs and uh, they can manage that quite easily. No, they, they might have a job and they have another job mm. and they, they are a freelancer or a, a sole trader or yeah. uh, they the have... The yeah, economy is Exactly, is really it's these bit. professional nomads, as I, yeah, I refer to them. And um, you also see that in family life. I mean, a family is not 
family in the traditional way anymore. Mm. You have a family and maybe a past family and, and there's finances to be dealt with and extended family and finances to be dealt with them. And actually with the virtual wallets and the cards mm -hmm. you could put to, to different wallets, yeah. you, can, you can get that in control. Sure. And that fits again to what Marnius actually purpose is, that's enabling these customers to be self-determined in their financial life and be in control. So we always want to help customers by giving them, well, giving, keeping them in control, I should say, uh, and not taking uh, it away from them. Yeah. No, I, com I completely, Eric, I know you've heard me talk about this in the past, but the, the idea that uh, we're moving away from just solely giving people products and actually we're moving to an, an, a place where we need to provide day-to-day -day services to actually deliver things. Because I, I think to your point, actually, it's uh, you're in a situation where people are looking for advice and guidance in a very, very different way. So how do you guys kind of move into that space? You know, we've got millennials who are arguably you know, the least open generation to talking to people. You know, they rather sit behind a, a kind of a chat bot or a, uh, you know, a FaceTime window than necessarily sort of trundle into a, um, a, a kind of an open environment and talk to human beings. Uh, but at the same time, they're, they're needing more advice and more guidance from, from people who really get financial services than ever. So I, I guess how, how does your organization uh, try and, because I've talked to many people about financial inclusion before, but the, the concept that you have an account doesn't mean you're included. You need to be educated in, in terms of how you know simple measures are put in place, how you budget, how you set up controls. Things like the, the sort of jam jar idea seems like a very good way of uh, kind of simply educating people how to manage their finances. So there's actually point, two points here. One is they, the statement that they are less communicative I would disagree with you. Might what I see, then, yeah, right. maybe, maybe. Yeah. What I see is like in the old days. I would say this is a few years back. We were the first ones uh, in, well, at least in Holland uh, and Germany, to have reviews on our website. Mm. Not, uh, of, well, of course, in other industries this was common, like traveling industry, for example. But banks did not do that. So we started that, and people they they give back so much. Uh, so if you want to talk to them in a traditional way, like invite them in interviews, market research, maybe that's more difficult. You see people cancel upon their appointments really easily. But if you find another way, you go out on the street and you talk to people, or it's, it's actually mm. quite easy. And also what I find uh, very interesting is you, you put a question out and you get so many answers back and people really explain what's bothering them. So they open up. They open their minds up and they tell them what they're struggling with and they show, they send screenshots and, you know, so there's a lot of information yeah. you get from, uh, yeah, interacting with, yeah. with your customers and potential customers. Yeah, I, I think a big part of that is down to how you approach it. So clearly you guys are creating a community around the organization in terms of what you're doing. So people are, you know, they're bought into developing it and working with you to kind of make those services better. You know, the amount of organizations I talk to where, you know, people aren't allowed to talk to customers. You know, it's a, it's a very um, new age yeah. way of kind of developing products, which you show you're working out, you work with people, you, you kind of really engage them in the whole process. Because if you do that, they're more bought 
bought into, you know, being a bit more forgiving if there's a problem, being a, uh, a bit more forgiving if they're on early releases of capability. And also they, they get to kind of love what you're doing, which is, you know, ultimately the objective of this, right? Yeah, exactly. It's really about, I mean, it's true. When we started MoneyU, we didn't do these discussions on platforms, mm. and now we do. Uh, but really the, the curiosity you have and, and, and the will to work together with your clients, uh, I think, yeah, that's still there and it's even growing. Mm. Um, so we try in a lot of ways to, uh, to get customers in, not only their feedback, but also their ideas and also, yeah, the co-working. The co-working, I mentioned it before, we do with partners, but we also want to include uh, clients and prospects into our community. The Financial Times guides you through complex issues. In divisive times, don't settle for black and white. When you need the full perspective, turn to FT.com. Become a subscriber today. Search for FT subscription. Fintech innovation is changing the way we bank. And the speed we deploy new customer experiences is vital. Onboarding the right fintech partners can take months. Do you have time to lose? Introducing the Innovation Acceleration Platform from Temenos. Test fintech solutions at speed with real data straight from the core banking system. With a yearly subscription, you can begin testing the same day and create new customer experiences in no time. For more details, visit marketplace.temenos.com. And so how much is, you know, a, a lot of sort of traditional organizations talk about uh, innovation and sort of being innovative, but it sounds like a lot of the stuff that you're doing, you know, is is innovative, but it just seems like it's part of your process. You know, it doesn't feel like to me like you're going out of your way to be innovative. You just are doing innovative things. Is that how you sort of view the world? So Eric and, he, and I are here on the, on the same page. Innovation for innovation is useless. Mm. It really has to has to have added value. And that means that, so within MoneyU we use the word pioneering. And for some, that's not ambitious enough. Uh, but it, for me, it's about uh, going into the unknown with the others and finding out. And it's about being curious and wanting to do experiments. Yeah. It's about doing your steps. It's not about the big ideas uh, you necessarily uh, want to uh, want to do. It's also not about competing. Competing with competitors or competing with other industries? Competing with, with competitors yeah. because it's fine to compete and competition, competition is good, mm. but it's not about competition. Sure. So your focus should not be your competitor. Yeah. Your focus should be your client. Agree. Completely agree with that. And that's a... A missing thing in many organizations you know that people do get into almost like kind of a strange spiral of um, tweaking product sets just to compete with what the other organizations are actually doing rather than you know yeah. a continual desire and focus on uh, relentlessly delivering something of value to the customer so that's um, really 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 good to hear so so how, how did the partnership come about with you guys then what was the what was the process what was the prep how long was the dating what was the process like uh, we are still dating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no we're in constant dating but I think we've, we've delivered a, a first uh, baby, hein, if you take those uh, analogies. But uh, uh, we are planning to deliver a big family. Uh, we're starting with uh, the Netherlands. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Germany in the pipeline in implementation. There's other countries, and then there's the rest of Europe. So I think that the, how it worked is uh, 
as I said, the two to tango, yeah, we need to be two, but they were organized to receive us. Mm -hmm. they, they did their homework and they are, they are an extremely customer centric, which is super rare for a bank. I think we've rarely seen that. So we were at ease. Yeah? And, uh, and uh, with other banks that I will not mention because we are approved vendor at different banks, uh, it took 14 uh, vendor team in different regions to onboard us. Yeah. So six, nine months, uh, if not more. Uh, we are here, we had a single interface. Uh, procurement, but as well knowing the business and the product and, uh, and with passion. You know? So with passion, things change. I completely understand that the, the, the least uh, kind of caught on to digital capability in any organization, the least part of it is usually procurement. So the fact that you've managed to get on procurement and deliver this in the period of time that you have is is pretty impressive. So, um, so I, I guess what's what's next for, for for Bankable? You know, you guys are in a very very exciting time now, given everything that's happening with PSD two and all the open banking capability that's coming through. Uh, you know, this is a, a, a prime time for delivering these types of services into the market. Yes, I think uh, we are quite uh, you know stubborn. So I think what we do today is what we've done the last five years, and that's what we keep going. What has changed is that there's a level of acceptance from uh, decision makers about uh, running an architecture outside the bank. Uh, and it's progressing every day. We see progress like that. And, and I think legacy is going to blow uh, every day, every week. Something will happen. So the opportunity is now. Uh, and, and I think what we sell, uh, irrespective of fintech, it's time to market. So we work, in fact, we're as good as the business case of our client. Uh, we are not magicians. And I think what we like with Moneyu is that they, they were at work, you can see the passion, you can see the, the focus on the client and the ambition. So we, if we have ambitious clients, we can be, uh, it's great for us because we are a transaction-based business. So of course, we're going to add as many digital subsidiaries as we can, uh, working with, the, with decision makers that uh, see that as an urgency. So we don't work with uh, innovation or product, blah, blah, blah. We work with people who, have, who want to, to get a bonus, basically, yeah. and we help them. So I usually I say that in the US with success, in my country, in France, I can't say that. <laughs> but uh, in any case, we, we want to make sure that uh, we deliver money to our client, to us. So it's basic, but uh, it is a uh, you know, building revenue stream uh, on the on on scalable side as well. So we are scalable. And today, we, what we, we do is uh, it's relatively untapped. We have the 1% of, uh, of our journey. Indeed. I think, it's, I think it's really interesting, like you say, the the dialogue has moved on so dramatically, hasn't it? You know, the, it feels like uh, only yesterday people were having conversations about is cloud acceptable, but now being able to run these types of services outside of the core architecture of the bank is, mm -hmm. you know, a, a kind of a, a, an accepted thing, really, which is which is fantastic. So, what, so what next for Money You then? Obviously, these guys are based in in London. So, is there any sort of dastardly plans of coming over to London? Or uh, I'm sure you can't say though, right? So. Um we have a partner that's based in London, uh, and actually, I didn't mention the fact that we're really uh, organized in uh, with in partnerships. So uh, we don't have many money you people on the payroll, but we work with a lot of partners. So we're used to partners in the Netherlands, Belgium, France, uh, Germany, and we work with them. So the bankables in the UK is totally fine. Um, if you look at our client base, we will now launch the first step uh, in, uh, of our next phase in the Netherlands, soon to follow Germany, 
then it's logical that we also introduce that to our clients in, uh, in Belgium and uh, Austria and then other European countries will follow. To be honest, I don't think the UK is very high on the list at this moment. Also has to do with the Brexit, of course. Let's not get into Brexit. We could be here for another couple of hours. But yeah, no, I completely understand that. So a few more questions about you guys, because uh, and I always kind of like to ask these ones towards the end of this, just for like an, just to give me help, quite frankly. So as somebody who's got a kind of a, a growing sort of unread email box, I, I always love to, to sort of ask the question of, uh, you know, what's your number one productivity tip? So, Eric, you, you start on this one. What do you do to, to keep on top of uh, all of your uh, all of your work? I put little flags. Uh, but uh, I've got a friend who does Control A and Delete. <laughs> <laughs> that does it as well, yeah. How about yourself? What, what do you do to? Um, what's your number one productivity tip for people? So uh, it's not the Control Delete, but it's similar because it's being able to say no, uh, and that counts for me. But that's really also in money use culture, saying no, and that also means focus. Don't do everything. Uh, also. That means that sometimes it's a hard struggle with our colleagues at ABN AMRO, for example, legal compliance. They say, but you should offer this to everyone. Of course, we're not discriminating, but focus is really helpful in your yeah. productivity. I completely agree with that. I think the, the sort of focus on, uh, you know, you can do anything, but not everything. I think that's always a, a good thing to kind of live by, isn't it? So, so how do you guys, you know, you're both managing teams. How, how do you go about sort of motivating the teams underneath you guys? Uh, lunch and dinner. Enfin, first, it, you start at recruitment. Huh? If you recruit people you don't like, it's unlikely you'll have lunch or dinner with them. So for me, it's all about uh, uh, recruiting people I can have a, a coffee with, let's say, huh? and, I, and more if, uh, if possible. But it's, uh, I've recruited thousands of people. There is uh, no experience you can get from that. It's uh, always random. You, 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 pick a, you pick up a shy guy, he's going to be a superstar, and the superstar is going to be a loser. So you, uh, actually, I've got zero trick. On a, I've recruited a lot. That's all I can tell you. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm after, in fact, my, my metric uh, is uh, the, the loyalty and the, the, the time people stay in the company. So I've got uh, quite a few people that have been there since uh, the, the first year. So uh, I'm quite proud of that because, uh, again, if I like, you know, my luxury is to, to work with people I like. Yeah. So, uh, so I try to have a luxurious life as much as I can. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think having worked at different organizations, you, you get to know the types of people you, you want to be around and, you know, that you'll really sort of knuckle down and do things with, don't you? So, but we're not a club. Huh? It's not a club. It's, you need to keep, put diversity in the equation. So currently we speak uh, collectively 12 languages. Uh, my previous company, we had 47. That's important to me, to have people who are multicultural, uh, not because I like the United Colors of Benetton, uh, but because uh, it's, there's a business purpose. If you put a German, a French, and a Dutch in front of a whiteboard, there's more result than it. it's just one nationality. Yeah. That's my experience. So Jason Bates in uh, the 11FS team always says it's about professional sports. Uh, you know, a professional sports team will bring people together. It's not about having a, a, a sort of a friends club. It's about actually a, a team of people who know exactly what they're doing and where they're doing it and, um, you know, motivated correctly to deliver upon, you know, fantastic things. So uh, how about yourself? Uh, how do you go about motivating your team? Because uh, you guys are, are, like say, in terms of the, the sort of matrix set up here where you're using many different partners as well as the team that you've got internally, then it's, uh, it's quite a difficult task to do that across multiple geographies. Yes, yes, of course, uh, cultural diversity is very important, um, but that's hygiene, I would say. Um, I think very important is the inspiring part, 
and uh, making sure you stay also for me at that level and facilitate people. Um, and then you only have to encourage them to stay with their feet on the ground and use their heads. Sounds good. And that's it. Motivation to do great things. That sounds, sounds awesome. So la last question, I guess, what, what's the best career advice you've ever been given? You know, there's clearly something went right to get you both at this level. So uh, what was the best career advice you were ever given in, uh, through your career? Don't let your ego get in the way. I can live by that one. How about you, Eric? Well, that's going to sound bizarre, but be patient. <laughs> because that's true. You know, I'm not naturally patient, but uh, without patience, nothing, you, know, you can't do anything big, basically. You do small things. Sounds good. Love it. So thanks very much, guys. Uh, Eric, Elizabeth, thank you very much for joining us and good luck with the partnership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you.